This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk. Welcome to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. And today our topic is kind of a fun one. We're going to be talking about financial lessons from epic movies. So today with me, I have Amy McFarland. Welcome, Amy. Thank you, Mary. Good morning. So um, one of the reasons I wanted Amy to be on the show with me this morning is because um, when we talk about financial lessons from epic movies, and the reason that we're doing this show Mm -hmm. today is because the Academy Academy Awards Awards are tomorrow. (laughs) Yep, they are going to air tomorrow night. Um, But Amy is famous for having Academy Award parties. Yes, I am. I don't know if I'm going to have it for sure or not. I guess it's too late to decide. (laughs) Well, who knows? But here's the thing. It's that those are kind of fun and it exposes you to movies that maybe you wouldn't have thought about going and seeing. Absolutely. Or piques your interest in things, you know, Mm -hmm. that, that maybe you wouldn't have gone and seen. But... I, of course, am always looking at the financial lessons in life that are all around us, and I love tying it back to something that's meaningful. So I thought it would be fun to do a show about epic movies that have been in the past and what are the main financial lessons that we've learned from them. And I am happy to say I love that you're rolling it out with the money pit from the 80s with Tom Hanks. We're going all the way back to the 80s for the first one. Yep. So a lot of listeners are going to remember this movie, The Money Pit. And if you haven't seen it, it is a good one to go oh, see. It's my uncle, who is very capable at doing any kind of uh, repairs, said, that movie just hurts me to watch it. Does, it doesn't it? Oh, my God. It's just like you're cringing for these people. <laughs> But for basically the storyline is that the the stars of the movie, they rush into purchasing their dream home more so because they're enamored by the seller than the home itself. And in truth, they really should have done a lot more research Mm -hmm. about the property itself. So the financial lesson that I take from this great movie is that if you're thinking about buying a new home or if you're a first-time homebuyer, Make sure you do your homework about the property and about the home buying process. Yeah. What is it? If it looks like a duck and it walks like a duck, it's a duck. Quack, quack. (laughs) Yes. And so don't make emotional decisions at any stage of the buying process. And and I think that's something that is so easy for people to do. You know, they see something like, I want this home. I want this house so badly. And then you do things that you wouldn't normally do because your emotions are leading you there. Absolutely. Right. Yes. So create a realistic budget to negotiate based on what you can truly afford. Mm -hmm. And then you probably won't end up with a money pit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then number two, so Wall Street, which was from 1987 and remember this movie had a huge impact on me because I think it had to have been one of the first movies I watched that had to play into the stock market and how that worked and how people were doing what they were doing to manipulate and uh, greed is good as Michael Douglas says in it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's so crazy how that movie highlights the, um, how greed has impacted so many things on Wall Street. Yes. Charlie Sheen is the main actor and he basically falls in love with the flashy lifestyle of the rich and powerful. Yes. And he can't keep it up. You know, he's doing things that um, are not within his budget. 
budget just to keep up with the Joneses. And so then what he does is makes decisions to use insider trading to help pay his bills. Compromises his value system. Very much so. (laughs) Right. So the financial lesson in Wall Street is pretty clear. Yes. That, you know, managing your dollars within a budget and spending in a mindful way is going to get you a lot further than being dishonest. Mm -hmm. And living within your means is going to be your best long-term solution. That's right. For sure. Redefine lavish. Yes. (laughs) I'm going to lavishly spread peanut butter on my toast and you can call that lavish. There you go. But you know, what what you want to avoid is falling into the greed trap, right? That's the main thing we take away from that movie is downfall that greed can bring. Yes, absolutely. And you look at what happened in 2008, 2009 and history repeats itself in funny ways. It does, (laughs) for sure. So let's talk about 2008 and 2009 for just a second. Okay. Um, we just talked about a couple movies from the 80s. Let's talk about one that's more recent, The Big Short. Oh. So um, The Big Short was, in my opinion, a fascinating movie. And it basically outlined the cause of the big drop that we had in the markets in 2008 and 2009. So The Big Short, people, I think, were a little afraid of it because it's kind of complicated. Sure. But they did a fabulous job of making it understandable by having, like, beautiful women in bubble baths with a glass of champagne explaining complex financial topics. Yes. (laughs) Like... Wow. I've well, that's a good explanation. This. And we don't explain it in that kind of, you know, uh, environment at my office. But <laughs> <laughs> it was good. So the first part of the big short talked about how too many people with too many mortgages who didn't have the ability to pay those mortgages once those rates adjusted upward. That was setting that up. And then part two of the big short is too many salespeople sold bonds that were falsely rated as AAA, the highest rating. Those bonds were filled with those lousy mortgages, which in turn became the basis of securities that were bought and sold a billion times over. And by the time Wall Street was through selling one security after another, $10 million in lousy mortgages were basically the basis for billions of dollars of securities that were worthless. So that is the, the, you know, kind of the undoing of the markets at that time. And... What I think was the best lesson to learn from the big short is, Mm -hmm. again, it was built on faulty money management. Mm -hmm. Faulty money management from consumers who couldn't afford their mortgages, but bought them anyway. Faulty banking system that was allowing it. And a faulty security system that let you take these junk mortgages and create other investments with them that were ridiculous. So I have not seen that movie. I've heard only great things about it. Yeah. Well, you know, the financial nerd brain that I have was like, oh, I can't wait to go to the big short. (laughs) That's okay. That's what you want in your financial planner. (laughs) And I hear it's on Netflix right now, so I'm going to check it out. You should check it out. All right. Let's go back to the 80s and let's talk about another movie that came out in the 80s, Amy, called The Untouchables. This was really one of my favorite favorite movies from that time i we in fact i think we still have a copy and i've watched it a couple times and um let's just say this 
it might make you think twice about neglecting to pay your income tax. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that is the main financial yeah. lesson from it's this. It's just so funny of all ways to, to get him. Right. Get you know, the FBI is all after these gangsters. They're trying everything they can think of to put him behind bars with gun charges and racketeering and drug charges and all kinds of things, murder charges. And what ends up bringing him down? <laughs> the accountants. <laughs> it <laughs> yeah so super interesting that the mighty can fall if they are not paying attention to their basic money management obligations like yes. paying their taxes exactly yeah that oh that was just yeah that, that's I, mary i've never thought about it humorous before <laughs> but it is humorous. you know and, and people don't realize if you don't pay your taxes you know you can get hit with tax evasion charges you could face jail time and penalties and audits so remember this you can always file an extension if you don't have your taxes done but you can't just ignore it and not pay them yes and not do them you right. know it's it you, does catch up with you. it does catch mm-hmm. up with you so that's a no-no all right Let's talk about another film that was a little more recent, one that's called Gone Girl. Okay. Now, have you seen that movie, Amy? I read the book. You read? Oh, good. I haven't seen the movie yet. I did both. I read the book and I watched the movie. And of course, I always think the books are probably a little bit better than the movies. But the bottom line is like (laughs) the financial lesson comes from this line of the movie itself. You want to test your marriage weak spots? Add one recession and subtract two jobs. <laughs> now, most people aren't that thinking is... about the movie Gone Girl from a right. financial standpoint, yes. but that's the crux of it. You mm. know, they fell into um, oh. a lot of disharmony in their marriage and stress and started having bad behavior. A lot of it was driven by the fact that there was financial stress. Right. There was a recession. They both lost their jobs. Talk about losing your perspective. Yes, exactly. And, you know, Ben Affleck, who played the the, um, laid off journalist suspected Mm -hmm. of murdering his wife. Yes. um, You know, he actually has paid a lot of people that uh, are characters whose motivations include money. (laughs) Yes, he has. But the main thing that, um, you know, I took away from that is this, is that there are a lot of bad behaviors that happen when you're pursuing financial comfort Mm -hmm. or if you have the lack of it. Mm-hmm. So if you just simply would have your emergency fund in place, you can ride out some of those ups and downs without that bad behavior coming in. Sure. Absolutely. It's, you know, you've spoken about emergency funds um, on other shows and they, it can be so for what you yourself needs. Um, there isn't a set amount. It just depends on. Right. Everybody's you know, different. Yeah. Yeah. Most people should have at least three months worth of their income. Mm-hmm. Seems like a lot to most people. Seems like not nearly enough to some people. Uh-huh. But that's kind of the barometer that okay. prudent financial planning suggests is, okay. you know, at least three months of your income sure, for an emergency fund. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you won't be in a position where your husband's trying to murder you for money. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) All right. We do have a seminar coming up that I want to mention. We have one coming up um, in just a few days on February the 28th. And we're going to be talking about assisting your aging parents. So if you're somebody who's stepping into that financial caregiver role, then this seminar is for you. And you can register online at strokefinancialservices.com. And uh, come join us. It promises to be a really good broad um, subject matter and, uh, you know, that will help you if you're helping someone you love. Yes. And we will be uh, 
uh, hosting this. Holy Spirit is hosting it for us, which yes. is terrific. That'll be great. Welcome back to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. And today we are talking about financial lessons from epic movies as uh, we're rolling into Academy Awards season here shortly. Yes, it is the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Hugely anticipated by some people. That's right. So we've talked about the movie The Money Pit and uh, the movie Wall Street. We've talked about The Untouchables and The Big Short and Gone Girl, pulling some interesting money lessons from movies <laughs> like that. Yes. I have three more movies that I want to talk about <laughs> that I think have made um, a fun impact and, and great financial lessons. So the first one, which I think most listeners have probably seen at one point in their life, is called Indecent Proposal. <laughs> Robert I, Redford, he's my man. Oh my gosh. I remember being like shocked by this movie. Yeah. And thinking, what would I do? <laughs> yes, don't you know? You put yeah, yourself You do. Uh -huh. You uh -huh. think, what would I do? And you think, oh, my marriage could survive this. Or you think, no, no, it never could. And so basically, an indecent proposal, a young married couple lose all their money in Vegas to an ill-advised gamble, but they're presented with this crazy offer by Robert Redford. Hubba hubba. Oh, I don't yeah. care. I mean, I'm telling you, he just turned 80. I'm just... He still feel lucky. Old. Oh, yes. He's still the man. But anyway, his character offers them $1 million to spend a single night with Demi Moore, who's the wife in the couple. Yes. And they talk it over and they accept it. And then basically their relationship right. falls apart as a right. result of it. Yes. So the financial lesson here, <laughs> I think, is pretty clear. You know, money is important, but it's not the only thing. And it's definitely not worth sacrificing your character or your ethics or your family for. Yes. I also think another lesson from it is there really is no shortcut to getting rich. Yes, that is absolutely. <laughs> and I feel like your self-respect and your self-worth are much bigger than what a dollar figure is. But it's such a great movie to get you oh. thinking about what would you do for a million dollars? Yes, absolutely. I remember, <clears throat> excuse me, hearing the expression, money that comes to you easily will leave even faster. Oh, good and point. And it's very true. Sure, mm -hmm. absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that if these characters could have seen the outcome of that, they would have said, yeah, not worth pass. it. Yep, yes. exactly. So good, good lessons <laughs> yeah, that on was, multiple I levels liked, from yes. that movie. Yeah, that movie made me uncomfortable, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next movie that I want to talk about is called The Social Network. And this movie came out in 2010. This was the Facebook movie, basically. Okay. And it talked about Mark Zuckerberg, who was the founder of Facebook. And the whole basic idea of the movie was, you know, questioning whose idea this really was mm -hmm. and who really owned yes. Facebook and going through a series of depositions and court battles and things like that because there was never anything in writing about who owned what. Mm -hmm. That's right. Well, it was uh, <clears throat> very, excuse me, it just kind of developed. They, yes. you know, exactly. I mean, when it went further than anybody could have ever dreamed it went. And um, the <coughs> Winklevoss twins, yeah. <laughs> I love their name, the yes. Winklevoss twins, you know, they felt like it, they, it was their idea. They yes. had hired him to create this, so they felt yes. like it was theirs. It was theirs. their concept. Yes, mm -hmm. and he's saying, nope, it was mine. Um, and as a result, it, there was a very costly settlement in favor of the Winklevoss twins. Yes. 
So the lesson learned here is take time to learn about the legal side of running your business and spend money on legal help when it makes sense to do that. (laughs) So you really need to identify what things can put your business at risk and protect yourself with those. And if you have a great entrepreneurial idea, then make sure you take steps to safeguard that. So that's called intellectual property, Yes. right? So for instance, Money Guide with Mary Stirk is a concept that I have that is a radio and um, iTunes show about money and guiding people with money. But anybody could have said Money Guide with so-and-so. So I mm. took the name of our show and I've copyrighted that. Okay. So nobody else can have that same thing, right? That's my intellectual property. And it costs some money to do that, Mm -hmm. but it means that all of this help that we can provide to listeners is something we can continue providing without anybody else stepping on that toe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Exactly. So that's an interesting money lesson (laughs) from that movie. Okay. And then financial lessons from epic movies (laughs) would not be complete without talking about da-da-da-da-da. The Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That movie yes. just made um, me have an emotional roller coaster when I was watching it. <laughs> you know, this is my industry that I take pride in representing. And I'm looking at this going, oh, my gosh. What the heck? <laughs> yeah. And Leonardo DiCaprio, he did such an excellent job. Oh, He's just he fantastic. He becomes in them. the character so to the nth degree. Yeah, and I loved the way that the movie depicted him starting out with nothing, because mm-hmm. so many of us have. Mm-hmm. You know, I did. I yeah. don't have a background where I came from money. I I actually bought my groceries, you know, with food stamps at one point in time, and lived on a welfare check back when I was nineteen and had two kids under two. So I understand where he came from of coming from nothing. And then you can see how a little bit of success created more and more and more and more. And then the craziness with the drugs and the women and all of that stuff coming into play. Just, yeah, just so unrealistic. Yes. And here's the interesting thing is that the character that he played, Jordan Belfort, he could sell anything to anyone. It wouldn't matter what you put him into. He could have sold anything to anybody. The guy was a born salesman. And you could just see that it didn't matter whether his clients made money. It was all about whether or not he was making more and more and more money. Yes. So Very greed. I'll talk about greed again. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Hmm. Both Wall Street movies, greed. Huh. Imagine that. <laughs> it's almost as if there's a theme. Wow. Uncanny. <laughs> but the main lesson that I think I took away from The Wolf of Wall Street, first of all, is I'm glad that it doesn't work like that anymore. Right? I don't like a lot of regulations that we have in our industry, but they are some of them are there for a reason. That's and that's right. good. It protects the consumer. But don't let the lure of instant gratification undermine your ability to make sound financial decisions. The quick buck the greed, whether you're the one selling it to take advantage of people or whether you're the person who's investing because someone's telling you you can make a quick buck or it's the best thing ever. You're going <laughs> to triple your money in three days. You know, that mm-hmm. that's not likely, right? right? So don't let your own <laughs> greed make you do things that are not smart financial decisions for you long term. Uh, yes, long term. Right. And here's the other thing that you can take from Wolf of Wall Street. If your financial advisor is paid by commissions, 
you might want to think about how that's affecting their recommendations. Yes. That is one of the big things that this whole Department of Labor regulation that I just mentioned earlier is trying to avoid is just that kind of thing. So there are a number of layers of lessons in that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, and especially (laughs) with the stock market so high right now. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Not thinking about your risk. (laughs) Yes. So those are some great financial lessons that we can take away from movies, epic movies. Enjoy the Academy Awards. And if you would like to have... Uh, visit with us to talk about your own financial lessons that you've learned or visit about your own situation, just give us a call to set up a time to visit. We can do it uh, through the computer. We can do it on a phone call. We can do it in person. Depends on where you live. But give us a holler or contact us at sterkfinancialservices.com. And uh, thanks for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of your audio provider and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can assure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should only be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Woodbury Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Insurance offered through Sturk Financial Services, which is not affiliated with Woodbury Financial. Sturk Financial Services is located at 350 Oak Tree Lane, Suite 150, Dakota Dunes, South Dakota 57049, and can be reached at 605-217-3555.